0: You just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Lawrence goes downfield.
1: The catch is made. Two up goes deep for- interference.
0: Jalen Hurts solidified
1: himself. He will go down as probably one of my favorite players of all time. There are two kings of college football, but one of them is wearing the crown. Alabama's offensive coordinator position has become just like the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. Don't you find it kind of shocking we haven't been taken
0: off iTunes yet? Hey everyone, Christian Miller here, former Alabama linebacker number 47, and you're listening to Pat's Interference.
1: What is good, everybody? Like you just heard, you're listening to Pat's Interference, a college football podcast. This is year five episode, I want to say seven, six, eight, eight. See, I'm way off. I'm off by a couple weeks, but you know, time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're having fun. We've reached 100 plus episodes on this podcast. I think we're at about 104, 105, so it's hard to keep up. Uh, As always, this podcast is brought to you by Milo's Sweet Tea. (laughs) Um, and, uh, no, it's not, we don't have any sponsors, but if Milo's wants to drop a couple dollars in the collection box for us, they can, um, yeah, we don't have sponsors cause we don't need sponsors. Cause we don't need sponsors. AKA none are interested, baby. Uh, this is this voice you're hearing right here. This is Patrick Brickman, PCB peanut butter. And then I'm joined by my friend, Patrick Norwood, the other half of this podcast. How are you today?
0: Howdy. I'm doing just dandy. Just, uh, you know, loving life, loving the off season, wedding planning, you know, the old, the old song and dance that's been... When, he, said, when, when,
1: when he says the offseason, he, he works in baseball, which is an inferior sport to the one that this podcast is about. This is a college football podcast. He works in baseball, which is just slightly above soccer on the hierarchy of sports. All right.
0: All right. <laughs> I was with you until you said that. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We're going to go over our social media right quick. You can find us on Twitter at PI underscore podcast, on Facebook at Pats Interference. That's P-A-T at Posh V-S Interference, or go to our website at PatsInterference.com. Also, Don't forget, you can send us an email. We can play a little You've Got Mail, you know? The old 90s film.
1: I wish I had that button, but I don't.
0: I have this button. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about
1: practice. I have that one that I don't know that I've ever used, but I don't have We've Got Mail.
0: Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Also, don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere, and don't forget to leave us an iTunes review. Please give us five stars, please. We really need to, uh, feed our family brick. This week was national. Uh, we had national podcast day and honestly almost didn't tweet anything. And the only reason I did is because my fiance told me is national podcast day. But as, as people of national podcast day, we wanted to wish you, uh, a very, 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 very merry.
1: Well, uh, happy podcast you know, day. I'm glad that, uh, intern and future wife, Jade, uh, you know, it's actually good for something for this podcast right now. No, hey, the uh, the big day for you is coming up in, what are we saying? We're about f- two weeks away? Two weeks in the day, my two friend. Two weeks from tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow yeah. being the 4th. He's getting married on Friday, October 18th. How, uh, how are the feet? Are they chilly? No, they're not chilly. They're
0: burning up because I'm ready to get down the altar, my friend. But I will tell you this. Uh, you know why it's on a Friday?
1: Because Because
0: of I'm not missing college football to get married. Yeah, there's no way. Speaking of college football, let's get right down to the brass tacks, shall we?
1: Sure. Yeah, and you're not Uh, one of those jerks that has a a, a wedding on a Saturday during the fall, are you? Like I was?
0: No. uh, Yeah, like you were. (laughs) uh, Like one that I went to last week. Like one that I'm going to next week. No, you're not like that. You're not like that. Um, Hey, to be
1: fair, we got married uh, the week before Thanksgiving. So Alabama was playing like Mercer. All right? You didn't and miss anything. We were
0: anything. all checking. We have mentioned this many times on this podcast, but we were all checking our phones, not only at your reception, during your wedding.
1: I was checking my phone.
0: You were. Yes. You absolutely but, were. Um,
1: and I want to say that was the same Saturday that Florida lost to like, Georgia State. There was a big upset like that. I can't remember if yeah. it was that one or something pretty like sure that. I'm pretty sure you're
0: right. I'm pretty sure that was the year that uh, two Florida players blocked each other. I think that um, was that day. Yep. Okay, great. Let's get into it. Penn State uh, thumped Maryland to start out the week. On well, I guess really to start out the week, you had Memphis, undefeated Memphis, and Navy, 35-23. That could have been the sweetheart bowl, buddy. I'm a little glad it wasn't. I'm glad you let me you, you talked me out of that one. Uh, Arizona State uproots the last undefeated team in the Pac-12, in Cal, buddy, are the forks for real? Are you going forks up right now?
1: I am always forks up. You know I'm always forks up. you know we're, a, forks we're, you know we're, we're track huge track. forks aparter supporters. On uh, on Pat's interference,
0: uh, Duke beats Virginia Tech forty-five to ten, buddy. That program's bad.
1: Ooh, Virginia Tech's. Uh, that's 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 a tough deal right there. Fuente, Virginia does he, Tech- he? They do they still have Fuente, or they even, have they moved on from yes. him?
0: No, Fuente has a fifteen million dollar buyout right now, and they have the seventy-second. That's seventy-two ND. Seventy-second ranked recruiting class right now. It's going to be bad down there for a long time, my friend. Who would you rather
1: uh, have uh, leading your team, Fuente or Taggart?
0: You know, I. Oh God. At least
1: Taggart's still recruiting. Although it I, is a I bit say, easier to yeah. it's a bit easier to recruit to Tallahassee than it is to Blacksburg. But still, that's uh, like I,
0: I would I would say Taggart right now. Yeah, I'd say Honestly, that Virginia Tech program has just gotten so bad. It's, this is the it's, worst I've ever seen it. It's
1: it's absolutely tanked. I mean, from 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 the days of Beamer to where they are I mean he had a fir- he had a good ish, you know, a decent couple years to start off, but you're seeing the fruits of his labor on the recruiting trail now really hitting the hokies hard.
0: Yep. Uh Let's let's just go ahead and get right into the big games from uh, from the weekend. You had Ohio State not wasting any time in dispatching Nebraska, forty-eight-seven. Justin Fields with another great day for two hundred and twelve yards. J.K. Dobbins with hundred and seventy-seven rushing yards brick. That's a powerful offense. That backfield's got a lot of firepower behind. It.
1: They've they've got an argument for for the best offense in the country. I mean, they're they're up there with Alabama and LSU so far this year. Oklahoma, you know, if those are the four teams that end up making the playoff, which I, I don't think that Alabama and LSU would, but. Could you you imagine the scores of those games? Holy cow. It
0: would would be incredible. Uh, You had Northwestern giving Wisconsin fits a little bit uh, sort of later in the game in the second half. Wisconsin sneaking away with a 24-15 victory. Brick, do you think this is something to uh, worry the Badger faithful, or do you think this was just a little bit of a a reprieve from their big win over the Wolverines?
1: Maybe they were overlooking Northwestern a bit, um, but... You know, you never want to see your team come out and, and play like that. But I think we saw the real Wisconsin, the way they played Michigan, and I think they'll sort of return to that, you know, as, as the season goes on. I, I'm not saying Wisconsin doesn't lose a game up until the Big Ten Championship, but that has less to do with who they are, I think, than, uh, than the final score indicates.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. and I think, you know, I described it to you a minute ago, and I, I still think it's the same thing where it's, it's like Alabama after they beat LSU. Or whenever they play, even if they lose, that next week is always such an emotional hangover uh, that I, I think it takes them a minute to to wake up and may even play the game a little bit flat, if we're being honest. Um, you had uh, Virginia and Notre Dame in an interesting game, thirty-five to twenty. Um, Virginia never really looked in it, but Bryce Perkins did have three hundred and thirty-four yards passing.
1: He's a decent little quarterback. Perkins is a, is a good player, and you know Virginia is not a not a bad team and a team that I expect no. to you know potentially be facing clemson in an acc championship i think that's sort of the favorite right yeah. now
0: Yeah, speaking of clemson uh they had an exciting finish almost giving it up to the tar heels this weekend uh clemson's got a bye week just like alabama who we'll talk about here in a second uh, brick that game was uh wolf if you're if you're a tigers fan You've got to be looking at this team and starting to worry a little bit, right? I don't want to overreact, and we talked about that this weekend. It's nothing to overreact to. It's a good road win because you overcame adversity, but I think it's not too far out of the question to say that this Clemson team has some figuring out to do between now and that ACC championship game, if they make it there, and then the playoff, if they make
1: it after that. There is some concern. There, you know, Trevor Lawrence's efficiency is way down. He's been, he's been. He's been. Uh, some people are saying he's been terrible. He's been good this season, but we 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 were expecting him to be transcendent, and he's been everything yes. but transcendent. I mean, he's been he's been up and down, and it's mostly up, but he's had his share of down moments. Um, you know, to the people that are sort of jumping to the, uh, you know, Clemson's no good. I, I'd say that's ridiculous. You know, they've they did this against uh, you know Syracuse last year. They lost. Uh, a game per regular season the two years before that, and they've had two titles to show for it. So they're lucky. I mean, they, they could have just as easily, you know, if North Carolina had actually called a real play. Yeah, let's talk about that
0: final play. I, I don't understand. I don't know if Sam Howell's ever run the option based on how he ran that ball, and that's not his fault. He's a freshman who is throwing fairly well that game. Um, but they had just scored on a play from the three, the play before that. And yeah. I don't understand why you call a speed option against what is a notoriously fast front seven.
1: That's a, that's a tough that's a tough play to to convert against that Clemson front. You 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 they they had done a good job attacking their secondary. I know that's hard to do from the three, um, but an option's a tough call to make there. If there's too much that can go wrong. I there's, love there's... I love the idea to go for two.
0: Yes, yeah, but... I agree with that. And I think I I don't know. I kind of relate it to. Uh, when the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl and everyone was saying, oh, why did they throw the ball? Why didn't they run it? Well, if they convert that, they look like geniuses because everyone in the stadium thought they were going to run the ball with Marshawn Lynch, right? If Mac Brown converts that speed option, it's a genius play because, oh, Clemson would never expect them to try and run off the edge, right? Sure. But it just didn't, it, it didn't pan out. It wasn't a good play call. I think if you want to run something like that, you run a bootleg where you try and throw it to the opposite side of the field. Yeah, cuz there's yeah. no way that Clemson defense is going to keep containment. You give yourself
1: um, more options there. Sam Howell's shown that he's a capable quarterback. He's one of the better, you know, freshmen going on right now in college football and you know, you, you, you roll him out with the option to you just you need to have the option to pass there. The pass had been working. The pass is what got them down there. You have to give him that option.
0: Do you know how badly I wish that North Carolina would have called a pick play?
1: <laughs> I mean that would have been awesome, but
0: it would have been great. But, um, so so you know.
1: we have to have a discussion about about Clemson, you know, because yeah. they they won. They're still undefeated. Um, sure. and they dropped to number two in the rankings, which I think is fair. And honestly, they haven't played like a top four team this season. I think right. there are a number of teams that have been better than them, but you're grading them based on what you think they can be um, and should be and will be. But let, let's say that Clemson, you know, let's say that Clemson – drops one, let's say that they drop one in the ACC championship, or let's say that they drop, you know, they drop one to Florida State or something like that, right? Yeah. How big of a hit is that to their playoff chances if we're weighing them up against, say, a one-loss Ohio State at the end of how how, yeah. how are we going to grade them based on the fact that they are the, the reigning national champs, which as an Alabama fan, I can't really sit here and say is unfair, or you go, man, a one-loss Clemson team is going to be hard to put in at the end of the year?
0: See, here's the thing. Clemson's schedule is so weak for the rest of the year. You yeah. know? And obviously it depends who they get in that ACC title game. Because uh, if you get a one-loss Virginia, or, yeah, you get a one-loss Virginia or somebody like that, it's a little bit different and you can kind of excuse it depending on how that Virginia team plays. But if they go up against Pitt and lose, or, or a Wake Forest and lose, like, if somebody else trips them up, they're done. That's it. They are going to get the Ohio State treatment or the Ohio State treatment from last season when they lost to Purdue. Yes, they were a one-loss team. Yes, they proved that they could play with anybody, and yes, they were very good on the football field. But that one loss was inexcusable, and I think Clemson could run into the same thing this year.
1: I think so too. But I also, I don't know. You know, it's it's Clemson. You know, I think it's going to be a lot easier. Obviously, this is a a discussion for a while from now, but. You know, whoever yeah. Clemson plays in that ACC championship isn't going to be as impressive as whoever Ohio State probably ends up playing. You know? Right. Or right. let's say it's Oklahoma playing Texas for a second time this year. I, I don't know. I guess uh, it's just interesting. I, I, I do I do feel like a loss this season would hurt them, but I'm having trouble convincing myself that that would be any kind of nail in any coffin. I think that they I, would still get some benefit of the doubt, and Kirk Herbstreet will be screaming that he thinks they're one of the top four teams still.
0: I, I could see that argument, but at the same time, if you are if you're the committee and you've said you know the same you've set the same precedent, okay, Ohio State lost to Iowa two years ago. we didn't put them in. They lost to Purdue last year we didn't put them in. Clemson's the rest of Clemson's schedule is, I mean, I, I understand that coming from an Alabama grad, talking about someone's week schedule is a little bit ridiculous. But buddy, this is Florida State at home at Louisville, BC Wafford. At NC State, Wake Forest, and South Carolina, one of those games has a ranked opponent. One, and they get them at home. Okay, it it doesn't matter. Like if you go and then at South Carolina, you've seen this South Carolina team. They're good. They're not bad. But if they lose to an unranked South Carolina team that failed to beat Missouri, you can't put them in the playoff. Now, obviously, it depends on what happens outside of that. But I don't see a way where Clemson can lose a game this year and still make it into the
1: playoff. That's I mean, that's good. That was, that was pretty much what my initial question was. Do they need to be undefeated to get in? Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. not convinced that they have to be. Um, I mean, if they've lost a game and Ohio State, Alabama, Oklahoma, um, are all undefeated, well, still, I mean, I think they would still get in as the one-loss ACC team at that point. I mean, maybe yeah. LSU or Georgia would get a nod over them, and I guess that would be their direct competition there. It'll be interesting to see, but... uh. Yeah, you know.
0: I mean the thing that I always point to is Georgia and LSU both play two top 10 teams the rest of the season. Alabama plays at least two top 10 teams the rest of the season. Um, Georgia and Alabama have a good chance and LSU if they beat Alabama have a good chance of playing three top 10 teams before the end of the season. Right. Clemson's going to play one team in the top 25 like it's just and you, but you've got a point. The committee has also shown before that hey, if we think a team is good Especially based off their past experience and their past playoff appearances, then we're going to put them in. So I could, I, I would not be surprised to see Clemson in the playoff. All I'm saying is, it's going to be really, really tough uh, for the committee to explain it if they do end up losing a
1: game. Okay, I, 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 I get that. Although I do yeah. think if they lost this game, you know, if, if North Carolina had converted that, I don't, I, I think they would have still got it. I guess we're talking about a potential loss being much, much later in the season, which might hurt them more. But you know. yeah. Okay, Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move on. I guess we can move on now to, to number two, now number one, Alabama.
0: Now number one, Alabama, 59-31 over Ole Miss. A lot of those Ole Miss touchdowns, a lot of people are pointing at that that's a pretty high score for Ole Miss. Uh, a lot of those points were scored in the fourth quarter, right? I mean, there was 14 Ole Miss points in the fourth quarter. This game was 59-17, uh, or 52-17, excuse me. Um, Tua to Valoa with another big day, 26 for 36 for 418 yards, Six passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. But the man of the hour, Brick, and a guy who has played in two SEC games this season and already has 400 and I think 15 yards against SEC opponents, Devontae Smith with 274 yards and five of those six uh, touchdowns that Tua scored um, through the air were targeting number six for the Tide uh brick this is a very weird alabama team that we've never experienced before where it looks like the offense is definitely the anchor and may have to carry the defense through a good portion of the season especially if the defense keeps getting players injured uh is this something that will eventually prove to be alabama's fatal flaw or is this something that alabama fans should just sort of get used to like they're a big 12 team
1: well i mean if alabama loses a game it's going to be because of the defense this year I mean, I don't know that the offense is going to play poorly enough in any given any given game where they're going to be, you know, the reason they lost. I mean, you're looking at Tua. He, he's on pace to shatter the touchdown record this year. He's on pace for uh, a nice 69 touchdowns on the year with the record being 58. Um, nice. Nice. And uh, you're looking at probably potentially the greatest group of receivers ever assembled in college football. You know, yeah. so. And, and then a running game that I think is sort of starting to find its footing with, uh, with, with all of the offensive line coming back. but
0: getting, Yeah, getting Deontay Brown back is huge for that Alabama um, offensive line.
1: But I'll say this, you know, the defense didn't play perfect. You mentioned that a lot of those touchdowns were late, and I've seen a lot of uh, people talking about the 31 points given up. More, I think I see more people talking about that than I saw people talking about LSU giving up 38 to Vanderbilt. Yep, you're right. And if you're okay, you can say, well, Vanderbilt, you know, they got to pick six, and that was one of the touchdowns. Fine. 31-31, and 31, you know? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, it's... It, that, was overall, very, that was
1: very Homer of me, but still.
0: No, no. I, I think that overall Alabama is on pace to at least make it to the SEC championship game, maybe even more. Um, and I think they can even afford to drop one of those games. I think they're in a very opposite boat. Clemson now one thing I do want to talk to you about a little bit before we move on to next week do you see a situation and this has been brought up before uh where three SEC teams make it into the playoff
1: no I I don't I don't see any world where the committee even tries to justify putting three I I, I'm not a believer that two teams in a conference is going to happen anymore but I, I guess it could happen this year like I said if if we, if we decide to go a Georgia or an Alabama or an LSU over Clemson, but th- this playoff was designed, it wasn't designed to put the best four teams in the playoff. It was designed to keep Alabama and LSU from playing in the national championship again. Oh, that's, that's why they uh, got. That's why yeah. they got rid of the BCS.
0: That is a hot take, and you were correct. You're one hundred percent correct. You know, um,
1: at le- and at least you know you give a punter's chance to it not because I know Alabama and Georgia have already played in one, but. Um, you know, you kinda give yourself a puncher's chance of three teams would be too much. Three teams and we'd have an eighteen playoff within two years. It's not gonna happen.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I I, I don't see it happening. Um and you know Theoretically, I've tried to work it out in my head, like, okay, if Alabama loses to LSU but then beats an undefeated Georgia and LSU drops one, but LSU would have to drop one to Auburn, but does that mean that Alabama would have to be? You know, it, it's, a very, it's a very weird sort of web you can get yourself into, um, and I just don't see it happening, but I could definitely see two SEC teams making it this year, maybe even from the same division. You know, say Georgia drops two before the SEC championship game, but still makes it as the SEC East champion, and then LSU's one loss is an undefeated Alabama.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, right. You know, you're right. That's that,
0: that's an option. So I, I could see two teams, but you I could think say, three teams is a bit far-fetched.
1: You could say Alabama beats LSU by one. They beat them 31-30. Go on, they destroy Georgia in the SEC championship game. Well, you know, Georgia lost to Alabama by 20, and then LSU only lost to them by one, and LSU yeah. sneaks in because... You know, uh, I don't know who would have to drop a game. I, I think Clemson would be the team that would have to drop a game to keep him out. Yeah. Oklahoma can drop a game. Ohio State can drop a game. They're both getting in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Anything else you want to touch on uh, before we move on to week six?
1: Nope.
0: All right. Week six, uh, your number one and number two have buys. Uh, as you're listening to this, Georgia Southern is currently at USA. Uh, Temple is currently at ECU. Sweet. Neither of those games are we're talking about. Uh, you've got a, a pretty quiet week in college football. You've got a couple good games. I think Purdue at Penn State could get interesting. Um, Rondell Moore's been battling the injury bug a little bit this this season, but I could see Purdue you know, pulling out some, some magic a little bit this year against a Penn State team who... While they're on a long week, I think maybe overlooking this Purdue team and looking uh, down the barrel of their Wisconsin uh, their Wisconsin game or their Michigan game, somewhere in there. Speaking of Michigan, they're taking on 14 Iowa at home. Brick, who do you have in that game?
1: That's a tough one, honestly. Uh, do you know the line? Can you see the line on that game?
0: Give me one second and I'll tell you. Um, I, I, I know, I know that Michigan looked a lot better last week. They were also playing Rutgers. They're,
1: yeah, they're playing Rutgers. Um, uh,
0: the line is Michigan by three and a half.
1: Michigan by three and a half. Um, I am, I am just barely. I, I'm going to stick with that. I'm just barely going to go with Michigan. Um, I think, you know, I I was undefeated, but their their wins are not impressive to me. Uh, MTSU, right. I think they beat Rutgers. Um, oh, Iowa State, they had game day, they won that by a point. I- I'm going Michigan, I'm not going Michigan by much, but I'll-, I'll take them by you know a touchdown or so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think Michigan's just uh, looking for any sort of answer right now, and I think this game, uh, would speak a little bit to their resume, but it's, I think, it's, it's, it's pretty much done if you're a Wolverine fan at this point. I think, after it's, the no,
1: it's not, Army- no, it's not. Well, I, I, I mean, it it, it's hard to believe in them, but like I've said before, they can win out. If they win out, that includes a win yeah. over Ohio State, and then they're in. But...
0: If, if, they, if they win out, they're going to beat Wisconsin and Ohio State. You're telling me right now you think that's going to happen? I don't,
1: but they need to believe so that. that.
0: But that, that's what I'm saying is there's, there's no, I don't think there's any way, any realm of the imagination where Michigan yeah. beats Wisconsin and Ohio State. It's just not going to happen. No, I
1: mean, I sat here last week and said, I'm done with this team. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah hard yeah, body to be telling I'll, them that, that they can they the team needs to know them, they can
0: i will take them over iowa though this week I'll, I'll take them i like that three and a half line i'll take them by three um so i think Iowa could cover but i wouldn't put any money on it uh other games you've got auburn at florida in gainesville you will be at this game buddy uh who who you take? You taking the Tigers? Or you taking the Gators?
1: I don't know. I know it's going to be an ugly game, and I'm going to kind of try to figure this out as I'm talking about it. Both front sevens are really good, and both front sevens have a have a, a, a claim to the best in the SEC. Um, whew, uh, Trask has looked good since he took over for, for Felipe Franks. In fact, the offense has actually been a touch better since he took over. I've never yeah. been a big Franks guy myself. Um Bo Mix had a really good game last week. I was at that game when they uh they I mean they 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 dominated Mississippi State as much as I've seen an SEC team get dominated in a while. It, it was yeah. besides, you know, Alabama Vandy or something. I mean that that was that was a throttling. And because of that, I I I'm gonna go Auburn's more battle tested at this point in the season. You're talking about two inexperienced quarterbacks going up against front sevens that are both better than they are at this point. Um, yes. So I'm going to go with the guy that's more battle tested. I know that Florida's got the home field advantage, and I'll give that to them a little bit. But Auburn has Bo Nix is he, he's played, you know, he's played at A and M now. He played in the, the 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 game against Oregon and made a made a game winning play there. So I, I'm going to go with Auburn very close. I'm not confident in that pick.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I like that. I. I think Bo Nix gets it done. Um, this Florida team, you know, it does help them that they're at home. I think if this game were in Jordan-Hare, I would, I would take Auburn a little bit more comfortably. I'm going to take him here, but I think it's going to take another Bo Nix drive down the field at the end of the game, a la the Oregon game to start off the season. So Auburn, um, so
1: Auburn's a team we should talk about because, and I guess Florida for this point too, but, you know, Auburn, they're in that, they're in that uh, you know how they do this in odd years. And this, yes. is, this is. I'm going to ask you if this is one of those years where we need to sort of be wary of what Auburn is putting together because they're, 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 they're on the road all month. They're they're away all, throughout the entire month of October. I think if they can escape October, which would mean beating either Florida or, um, if if they can get through October with one loss and they sneak into November with one loss and they still got Alabama and Georgia on the schedule, I think they're going to be very much relevant in November.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. I'd agree with you there. Uh, I think Auburn—they—they've got a really tough stretch. I think everybody in the SEC West right now. LSU—that's the other team. If they can beat
1: either uh, LSU or Florida and get into, you know, November with one of the with one one or zero losses to either of them, I mean, how seriously do you take Auburn after that? How seriously do you take them right now is actually a more pressing question. Right, right now, before we find that out.
0: I'm not taking them super seriously, but I I do I I will give them a nod. I think they're ranked appropriately, but I'm not taking them super seriously. Um, I, I'll wait. Uh, not even after this weekend. I'll wait till after the LSU game to really judge Auburn. Um, but Bo Nix and that freshman quarterback situation, man, that's that's a tough putt. That's a really tough putt when you're learning a very. Uh, quote-unquote complex offense see Um,
1: they say that but I always have felt that when when Malzahn's offense needs to be it's really simple for an inexperienced quarterback mm,
0: yeah you know uh, I mean he he turned Nick Marshall into a a really yeah exactly 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 I was just about to bring up Nick Marshall and just talk about that offense with he and Trey Mason and how it never really looked like it never really looked like they had a Brett Favre or a John Elway on the.
1: Field. Nick, Nick right. Marshall would not have lasted in in, in Alabama's offense of old. You know when they were when they were running Doug Munsey. He would have ne- he would have never made it in that offense. But uh, but no. Gus Malzahn is good at for for all of his faults. He's good at simplifying an offense to an inexperienced quarterback and making it easy for him. And they've got yes. really fast receivers. I'm taking them seriously. I'm not taking them seriously enough to say that they're going to get three wins against either you know Auburn. Or sorry, not Auburn, Florida, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. But I am taking them seriously enough to where I think they could upset one or two of those teams. And yeah. I don't even consider Florida an upset. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat LSU or they beat. You know, you're gonna kill me for saying it, but if they beat Alabama or Georgia.
0: No, I you know I I could definitely see them beating one of those teams. Uh, rivalry games, Auburn always gets up for rivalry games. Everybody and knows they're at home. It's...
1: They're at home for both of those. LSU's won the right, the right, You know they haven't won it in in Baton Rouge since the '90s. But yeah, you know.
0: yeah, it's uh, th- that's that's an interesting team to look at with Auburn. I I, I don't know, and again, I'm going to reserve judgment uh, till after the LSU game for them. Um, as far as Florida's concerned, if Florida gets a big win this weekend, I think we got to take Florida more seriously too.
1: Yeah, no, if Florida gets in and, and if they can look, if Trask can get it done against Auburn's defense, Auburn's defense is better than Alabama's. Auburn's defense is, you know, Florida's defense is better than Alabama's right now. So yes. it would say a lot if he can get it done against Auburn.
0: Yep. Uh, you know, what? let's look at some other games this weekend. There's really not a whole lot. Like I said, number one and number two both have buys. Um, one team that I do want to talk about with you a little bit, uh right now though and talk about some off the field issues georgia is going to tennessee have you seen this uh this video of uh i believe his name is jack bailey um from tennessee the night he got arrested in september have you seen this
1: uh i've only read the transcripts it is
0: very i don't want to say shocking because you you kind of know these things go on in college football but Jeremy Pruitt's response to cops who were arresting one of his players was more of, are you serious? You really have to do this right now, and less of, well, what did he do wrong? Um, which, I guess if you really want a players coach, that's what you want to hear. But at the same time, I, was, I would hope that he would hold his players a little bit more accountable than that.
1: No, it's a bad look. It, it's a bad look.
0: It's it, it's just, I don't know. So Let's get back to the game. Georgia's a 24-and-a-half point favorite. Tennessee's not sure who they're playing at quarterback at this point. Who are you taking in this game? Well, I'm not going to say who are you taking. <laughs> are, will Georgia cover the 24-and-a-half point spread?
1: I actually think, yeah, I think they do. I um, do too. I don't, Georgia's coming off a bye. I've, Tennessee's going through whatever Tennessee's going through. This, this, whole, this whole ordeal sort of, it, I don't know if Jeremy Pruitt is, I didn't expect him to ha- be in such hot water this year. I didn't expect this to be a year where we really talk about Jeremy Pruitt getting fired. But I think we're there. It almost yeah. feels like a few years ago when Jim McElwain got fired from Florida. When it was really too early to start talking about him being fired, but Florida started to feel like he wasn't the guy and didn't know if they were doing it too early and if they could afford the buyout. And they actually like finagled their way into firing him with cause. Remember because he lied about fans sending him death threats and that was enough to fire him without having to pay a buyout and they reached some other weird settlement? Yes. They, they threatened, said, hey, we have everything we need to get rid of you uh, without the buyout. Or you can take, you know, instead of us paying you 25 you can take $10 million right now. I don't remember the actual numbers. And I sort yeah. of feel like that this could be the beginning of something like that at Tennessee. I could be jumping way out on a ledge. No, I don't
0: think you are. I think there's a lot of speculation of that. Phil Fulmer came out with a statement that he had no intentions of coaching ever again, yeah. which I thought was a weird thing to say and bring up. But it's Fulmer giant pumpkin um but yeah i mean pruitt's really stepping in a lot of stuff right now um you know and saying that he's proud of this team i mean that's bush jones stuff that's that's the reason that they let go of bush jones as quickly as they did is because he was oh we're a team of champions we got five star hearts
1: i will no say i think getting that. rid of of jeremy Pruitt would be a mistake maybe he's not I, the coach I that's going to get well. you there but because of the dumpster fire that it is and because of the way their their coaching search went last time you're just you're really really who who what reputable coach is going to go to Tennessee after giving Jeremy Pruitt 2 years when he was a godsend at the time yeah nobody yeah. nobody's going no no big names going to want to go there you're not going to get a Scott Frost not that Scott Frost is going to leave but whoever the big i don't even Dino Babers is he's not going to be interested you know
0: yeah you're right uh michigan state at ohio state in the horseshoe this weekend uh a good big 10 matchup usually puts on a big show but i'm taking justin field and justin fields and the buckeyes pretty huge here brick i'm going to take them by 14 in this game
1: Yeah, michigan state's not very good they're just not um no but you said 14 i'll I'll, take them by 14 i'll go much more than that i'm feeling i'm feeling three touchdowns and a field goal or more
0: this game is a twenty-point spread in favor of the Buckeyes. Um, I, I could definitely see that, but I would I, I would put money on more, not, on over twenty. We have not seen Ohio State uh, play a bad game this season, and usually around this time every year, they drop one. They drop one, or maybe they don't drop, but it's it's just a little bit of a dip, just a little bit of a dip. And I could see that happening in this game, and it being a little bit closer than they'd like uh maybe a little bit like wisconsin last week just it's not it's not bad you know the sky is not falling but it's just you were hoping to play a little better i could see that from ohio state this week
1: that's fair that's fair
0: uh last thing i want to mention and i'd be remiss if i didn't mention this anytime you have a live mascot in college athletics it is incredible uh we saw uh mississippi state's bulldog help me with his name please
1: rocky i don't remember no. Rowdy?
0: I don't understand. Rowdy, so, no. It's a, <laughs> it's a Scrubs reference, friend of the show and sponsor of Pat's Reference Scrubs. Uh, no, but anyway. Uh, a show that's oh,
1: been off the air for 10 years is sponsoring our podcast, <laughs> along with just, Grapes and Milo's Sweet Tea.
0: It's, it's just NBC as a franchise, and we just picked Scrubs as the sponsor. It could be Parks and Rec or any of those. But no, in, in, on more of a serious note, the Air Force Falcon, who has been a live mascot there, For 20 plus years, Aurora passed away this weekend, or this uh, early this week. Uh, Hearts, thoughts, and prayers, and horseshoes go out to Air Force, um, you know, hoping that they can sort of drum up a little bit of courage against Navy this weekend uh, and put on a good show uh, in remembrance of their live mascot, because that's always such a cool thing in college sports. I I think that's so cool, Um, and it's it's really sad that. They lost a family member. So keep the Air Force Falcons in your prayers, please. Uh, but them and Navy go for the first leg of the Armed Forces um, or the Commander-in-Chief's Trophy this weekend. So keep that in mind. That's not a bad one to watch if you like some uh, triple option uh, football. A game is in Annapolis this weekend. Brick, is there anything else you wanted to talk about from Week 6 in college football?
1: Um, no, we're moving into October, which means we sort of open the floor for Heisman discussion, but I don't I don't want to spend a lot of time on it today, but I would like to give some thoughts if you'll give me the floor. Sure. Um I think uh, you know, sort of the cream of the crop at quarterback is starting to separate themselves. I think uh we all expect the winner to be a quarterback this year, because it's a quarterback heavy year. And aside from Jonathan Taylor going undefeated, I don't see any single running back that's gonna threaten. So the uh the obvious candidates right now will be, you know. Tua, 1A, Jalen, 1B, um, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow. Um, any Anybody else obvious I'm missing right now? Those not, are, those are I'd say, the top four. I think Joe Burrow think starts of, yeah. to fall out before the end of the year. I agree. So we were dis- discussing at work the Tua versus Jalen deal, and I just want to know which one of these two you sort of reside on, right? Is there Will there be more of a Bama bias at the end of the year? So, so here's the thing. Tua gets to the end. Let's say Tua goes undefeated. Because I think it's very important for both of these quarterbacks to win the Heisman that they're undefeated going into the playoff. Yeah. Potentially. Maybe not necessarily, sure. but more for Tua than, than Jalen, I'd say. Tua's end of year means wins over Auburn. Means win over probably Georgia and LSU. right? Three current top ten teams. Uh, really, Jalen Hurts would be beating tennis, uh, Texas twice. You know, that that's yep. what he would probably be doing. Will there be more of a Bama bias there, despite the fact that he's either come close to or broken the all time touch or the single season touchdowns record? Or could there be more of a two straight Heisman's have come from Oklahoma, coached by Riley?
0: I think it's it's much more that. I think people are going to be much more inclined to give this to Jalen Hurts, regardless of what stats say and regardless of how these players play. I think the high. To give it to Jalen. Yes, I I think they'd give it to Jalen. I I think people are so tired of Alabama, so tired of hearing about Tua Tongawailoa, that voters are not going to give it to Tua unless Jalen Hurts loses a football game and looks bad doing it. Hmm. I think even if Jalen Hurts plays some very, very bad games that Oklahoma still wins he will be grabbing the Heisman Trophy at the end of the season, period, regardless of how Tua plays. Let me, t- let me tell you a stat that uh, I-, I heard the other day and I had kind of forgotten I- sometimes I still get mad about, not mad, I understand why Tua didn't win the Heisman last year but the amount of people who completely dogged him at the end of the season for how bad he had played is unbelievable to me when you hear this stat, especially if you take his first six games last year as a starter. Okay. And you compare those six games to any other quarterbacks, six games in any stretch in college football history, his numbers across the board were better. Kyler Murray didn't do that last year.
1: I think, okay. I think those numbers are only getting beaten by this year. I think yes, he's, I think I he's playing you. better he right now than he was at this point last year. I think Alabama's doing a better job of allowing him to play better.
0: And I think if Tua had gone to USC or UCLA and had those same numbers, he would have won the Heisman last year. I yeah. think a major part of it is the fact that uh, he was at Alabama. Fair. Uh, I'll I, let I'll let you talk. I want to get your thoughts on that though. Am I am I crazy? Uh,
1: uh, I still kind of hold on to you know like I still kind of hold on to the reason he lost last year was because of the. What have you done? The, 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 the recency bias, just the last time we saw him on the field was the SEC championship game. That's our lasting impression. We're all turning in our ballots on Friday, guys. What's the last thing you saw? Yeah. And that's, but, but this is assuming that they both play relatively well. And they if Tua played well in that SEC championship game on that Saturday, didn't get hurt and didn't leave early, and Jalen Hurts didn't steal his thunder in that game, he wins in a landslide. He was entering see, that game. I really,
0: I really don't think so. I really do not think so. I think that people are so tired of Alabama that they would refuse to give him the Heisman last year. I don't. I, really I don't know. That,
1: that. I don't. I don't know that I fully believe that. I, I see where you're coming from, and I agree to a point And I think that people were looking, but people also didn't want to give it to the quarterback of the same school that they gave it to the year before. A lot of people didn't want to vote for him because of that. I, I heard a lot of people, you know, talking about you know it's, he's a system player. There was some chatter of that, but it was he he threw for for 350 and ran for another 90 against texas and Tua left the game early and jalen hurts played admirably in his stead and won the game and he's the hero but this is yeah, assuming think- that both i think if Tua goes out there throws for a cool 250 to 300 against georgia a couple touchdowns and a pick and wins the game and uh, alabama wins it by seven or 14 or whatever i think he i think he walks out of new york with the heart i really do i just think that it was that recency bias that kept him from winning it
0: yeah. He, he he was uh,
1: he was at this point and even going into the final few weeks of the season as much of a runaway for the Heisman as we'd seen and injuries are what prevented him from winning it and i'm not saying that that's unfair cuz you know kyler had a had a essentially a record-breaking season as well so yeah, I, here's,
0: here's my thing, uh, and this is the last thing I'll probably say about this, because the Heisman to me is a joke now. I, I don't care about it. I, I'm so tired of how blown out of proportion it gets, but here's what I'll you, say about you'll it. You will
1: care if, a Bama, if an Alabama quarterback wins it this year.
0: It'd be, it would be great, but I don't think it's going to happen, and here's why. Tua has such a small margin of error compared to Jalen Hurts this season that it's, it, it's, it, I, I just don't see it happening. Because Tua is going to slip up and have a poor game against Auburn or LSU. Not a poor game even, just an average game where he only throws for 150 yards, right? And then Jalen will go out that same week and throw for 500 yards and rush for 200, and that'll be that.
1: That could happen. That could absolutely happen.
0: But then you flip those scripts, Tua comes out and throws for a ton of yards against you know an Auburn or an LSU, and Jalen comes out and fumbles the ball twice and throws a pick and only has 200 yards, they will still give it to Jalen.
1: And then we're even leaving out Justin Fields that could come in and against uh, Michigan and Wisconsin two weeks in a row, do similar things. It'll be interesting, but that's all I've got for you. I've got one word of advice for you before we wrap this up, and that is don't look at the Braves score.
0: Uh, no, I, I've been looking at it the whole time we're podcasting, and I am furious. The fact that the Atlanta Braves continue to trot out Luke Jackson onto the mound, you may as well call onto the bullpen and put a large bag of trash on the mound.
1: This is a live reaction, folks, to his favorite baseball is, team blowing just, a 3-1 to one lead uh, going into the 8th. Now they're down 7-3. agonizing.
0: The fact that they continue to trot out that massive toddler who throws genuine meatballs across the plate to one of the best hitting teams in the National League is mind-boggling to me. And then everyone in Atlanta is going to act shocked that this has happened.
1: Yeah, uh, remember why everybody said that they can't take the Braves seriously when it comes time to the playoff and everybody's been screaming bullpen for two years? It's bullpen! One game into the playoffs, we see why. All right, buddy, I got to run. Let's uh, let's wrap this up.
0: Let's wrap it up. My sound off this week, I'm tired of jersey reveal videos. Please stop doing them.
1: My sound off this week is that I watched Logan last night. It was pretty good.
0: Great movie. It's a great movie. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We are Pat's Interference. Uh, oh crap! Break. Fill for ten seconds so I can figure out what I need to say.
1: All right. If um if you if you need a good meal, try Bagel Bites, another sponsor of this podcast. That Let's was go. that was ten.